helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today's show is about seven shades of deception and how to overcome them. Melissa and I today will be talking about these shades of deception and how to identify them in your relationship. These are very, very seven very common ways in which uh, people deceive each other in relationship. And some of these deceptions are very, very subtle, where people might not even realize that they're being deceived. And this can lead to a lot of heartache and frustration in the future. So this show will be a very helpful one in helping you to be able to identify if there is deception in your relationship and what to do to overcome them. But before we get into today's show, let me welcome my co-host, Melissa Wagat. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much, Michael. It's always great to join you in studio, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic with you today. Yes, I think it's a very important uh, topic because after counseling hundreds of couples over many years, I've come to realize that there, there are seven very common ways in which people deceive each other in relationship. And some of these deceptions are not realized until many, many years into a relationship when there are signs there from the, the dating process. So if people are able to identify what these seven common ways of deceptions are, then we could be saving people from a lot of frustration and a lot of dysfunction in their relationships. Because as you said off the top, sometimes it's very, very subtle. So I'm really excited to get your insights onto what these seven shades of deception are absolutely, and how to overcome them as well. Absolutely. And I think there is a scripture in, in John chapter 4, verse 1, that talks about, do not believe every spirit, but that we are to test the spirit to see if they be from God. And even though we're not dealing with uh, spirits necessarily in, in this context, but testing things and trying things to see if they are true, instead of just being being deceived and been led along to believe things that are not true. So this will be a very practical show in helping people to be able to to identify those situations. So we're so happy that you've chosen to join us this week. If you've tuned in for the very first time, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. We're on every Monday at 9.30. And this radio show is put on in part by the Elam Counseling Services. And if you're unfamiliar with Elam Counseling Services, we're a professional counseling organization located here in Ottawa. We have a great team of certified psychotherapists who are coming at their psychotherapy and their counseling from a Christian perspective, which makes us unique. The other thing that makes our service unique is that we offer our services on a sliding scale because we recognize many people have challenges in their relationships. They may have mental illness in their life and they need help. But unfortunately for many people, the the ability to access psychotherapy services is limited because of cost. So we offer our services on a sliding scale. And for people who do have the benefit of insurance coverage through work, our services are often covered through them as well. But we always like to remind our listeners that to be able to provide counseling at this affordable rate for so many people who desperately need it, we do also accept donations. If you've been listening to this show faithfully or you've benefited from our therapy in the past and you feel led to give any amount of money, we 
strongly encourage you to do so. If you'd like to donate, you can contact us through our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us at 613-699-1677, and we'd be happy to hear from you. While you're there at our website, we encourage you as well to check out the many resources we have online about relationship topics, mental health, um, and wellness as well as our past radio shows. We have a couple hundred there, I think, now, eh, Michael? Absolutely. <laughs> We've spent a lot yes. of time in studio together. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Elam? You are the brains behind the operation. Well, I'd just like to say that our annual conference is coming up in September, and this will be on the 30th of September. And this year's conference is on the theme, First Love. And it's going to be a very interesting uh, conference. I'll be giving more information about this First Love conference in September and uh, stay tuned in in future shows to hear more and check out our website to find out details about that conference and be sure to register early because like with the healing retreat where people waited until a month before to register and found out that it was already filled I think the same thing will happen with this conference because this conference is going to be a very very special conference in helping people to move on from from uh, challenging situations in their life, including breaking through spiritual barriers and becoming what God wants them to be. So some very exciting things going on with Elam Counseling Ministries. You can find out more information, as Michael said, on our website at elamcounselingministry.com or calling us at 613-699-1677. So today we're talking about deception. Yes, we're talking about the seven, overcoming the seven shades of deception. And let me just say before we begin that in my voice is doing this weird thing in me where it keeps cracking in and out today. So in case you hear me sounding a little bit different at times, it's not three of us in the in the <laughs> studio. It's just the two of us. But my voice might be, be We're not deceiving you, right? We're not deceiving you. It's just Melissa and I who are, who are here doing this broadcast. And so when we talk about deception, I think many people are probably su- surprised that you've come up with seven shades. Mm-hmm. Because I think for many people the type of deception we commonly think of and most relate to is that out- outright lying. Right. And I, I think that's one, that's one of the seven where someone will deceive you by telling you an outright lie. And in a, a lot of cases, when you're faced with this, this shade of deception, this, this overt lying, it's very obvious. And you can tell that the story just doesn't, just doesn't make sense in most cases. And so this one is very easy to spot, but it's one of those situations where, when we're dealing, when when we look at scripture, we realize that the, the devil, who is the deceiver, doesn't necessarily come to us with outright lies at all times. Like when he came to Adam and Eve in the garden, the first deception recorded in scripture, he didn't come and say, you know, God doesn't love you, or or God doesn't doesn't want you or you shouldn't obey God like he he made it very subtle like he made it seem as if he had their interests at heart and he had a better plan for Adam and Eve that that than God had and it is this is it is this subtleness and this manipulation of the truth right he didn't say God did didn't 
want you to eat from. He said, has God said that you should not eat? In other words, he questions it instead of outrightly saying that, no, it's, 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 it's an untruth. So I think when it comes to deception, deception doesn't always take on this first of the seven qualities, which is this overt lying. And as I said, this is often very, very easy to spot in most cases, but there are sometimes when it's not so easy to spot, and this sometimes happens in new relationships. You're starting uh, a new relationship, and this person might tell you something about their workplace, for example, and you said you start putting that person within a certain context, and then you realize that on the second date, they're saying something that doesn't quite add up. So in situations like those where a person is telling outright lie, over a period of time, you begin, if it's, if it's not blatant, over a period of time, you'll begin to see the inconsistencies in what they're telling you. Because liars have a very hard time to remember what they said in the past. So if you're in a relationship, if you're start, especially if you're starting a new relationship and you're seeing these inconsistencies, it could be a sign that you're dealing with someone who is overtly lying to you and telling you things that are not true. And so, as you say, Michael, the overt lying, it's in your face. It's something that I think we're all aware of. But the subtle ones can be really insidious. And People may not realize, as you say, for many months to years and things like that. So what kind of um, strategies are people who are trying to be deceptive use that are more subtle that we may not be picking up on? Right. So uh, another form of deception is what we call, what I call a second is creating doubt, where a person will not necessarily deny the truth, but they will sow seeds of doubt in your mind as to what you really heard or what you really saw. So, for example, in, in cases of domestic violence, sometimes a person might have been hit, and the the situation is reframed by the other person. No, I, di- I didn't really hit you. I just held you, and you pulled away, and that's why that bruise is, is on your hand, or that's why, or no, I didn't hit you. You fell, and you hit your face. And it, it might sound uh, really... Strange to think that someone could be deceived in this way, but this creating doubt, if it happens over and over again in a relationship for many years, you get to a point, the victim that is, where you begin to doubt your your, your reality. You begin to doubt, did he really hit me or, or did I just scratch myself by, by, by pulling away? And so this kind of creating doubt is very, very damaging to a person psychologically because it ends up making you doubt your reality. And this is one of the hallmarks of a psychological form of manipulation that's called gaslighting. And if you have missed the show on gaslighting, then go back to our website at elamcounselingministry.com and look at that, listen to that show, because we did a whole show that, 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 that described this in detail. But this is a form of deception as well, where in creating doubt, this person gets you to start doubting the reality. You may have seen things on your computer that you know means that your husband is into pornography, but the person makes you doubt, did you really see this? Or are you or make you feel as if there might it might have been there by some other means where you know it's only the two of you in the house, or maybe it was you that left it on the computer, and so by creating doubt, 
after a while, you start doubting your reality and the person who is manipulating by, by lying by this form of deception gets away with many, many things because you, you start doubting your reality. So the next shade that you've highlighted for us is something called attack and deflect. Right. What does attack and deflect look like? I'm, I'm picturing this battle with swords and shields and stuff, but I know that's not what it means. But this is a very, very common form of deception that I see in relationships where a person who is hiding something or they're lying about something, when you approach them about it and you confront them that, you know, for example, I saw this email that you wrote to your ex-girlfriend or someone saw you in a nightclub dancing with someone else, instead of admitting to it and saying, yes, I did that, or no, I didn't do it, which, which would be overt lying, the person will attack and deflect. So they will start saying, what's wrong with you? You're, you're so paranoid. You're always doubting things, and you're always making up things. You're just like your mother. Or it's because of your mental illness. And they will say these things. They will go on the attack. But uh, a good sign is that when someone attacks with that kind of venom, instead of just dealing with the situation and saying, no, you know, they didn't see me. They must have been someone else. When someone attacks with that kind of venom, it's usually a sign that that uh, venom that is coming, that force with which they are coming, it's because of the conscience, the guilt that they're feeling and because they want to turn attention to something else, to their emotions or to your deficiencies instead of dealing with the issue at hand. But surprisingly, we call it attack and deflect because what it what ends up happening in this process, when the person goes on the attack and start deflecting and saying, you know, you're just like your mother, then the conversation changes on why are you attacking my mother? You don't like my family and you always say bad things about my side of family. And or if it's because you're paranoid, no, I am not paranoid and there's nothing wrong with me. And often the person who is bringing up and confronting the deception ends up crying or end up ends up, uh, you know, uh, becoming so frustrated. And the real issue, which should be confronted and dealt with, is left on the table. I, I just picture the person who's on the attack going Phew, on the yes. inside when mm-hmm. the person says, no, I'm not or um, n- or like you say, no, I'm not like my mother or no, I'm not being paranoid. It also sounds when they're doing that, like they're doing a lot of low blows. Like yes. they're really going for where it hurts. Right. And sometimes what happened to in, in this kind of situation, you may have confided something to this person uh, years ago to say, well, you know what? I was it at this point of vulnerability and I did this for a bad thing, you know, but I'm praying that God would take away my guilt and my shame. And then when situations like this come up and the person goes and they attack, guess what? You talk about vulnerability, Melissa, they bring up that vulnerable thing. And, okay, so that's why you did this thing that you told me about. And they will bring this up. And then because they know how to hit in such a way below the belt, low blow, below the belt, where it changes the conversation. So they're looking for the most vulnerable spot at times to hit you, whether it be something you have confided in in secret to this person or whether it's a mental illness or whether it's your family, they will attack in those ways. And that's, that's a form of deception because by 
causing that emotional blow. Uh, it, it changes the subject. It, it, it takes the wind out of your sail. And if you're not careful, it, 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 it changes the subject totally. So if you're in this situation, be very, very, be very, very uh, careful not to be sidetracked from what it is that you're talking about. Probably easier said than easier done. Easier said than done. So one technique of doing this, if, if you were to to raise an issue with the person, the person, uh, you realize that you're always being attacked and there's always deflection going on. You can, And the person brings up your mother, for example. You're just like your mother. Instead of defending your mother, you can say, you know, thank you for pointing that out. That is something that maybe we could discuss at another time if you think I have some of the weaknesses of my mother. And we were, I would like to discuss that. But today I would like to talk to you about this compromising situation that you were seen in or about this this uh, uh, image that I found on your computer. So so you acknowledge what it is that they're, they're, they're bringing up and just move right back to the situation. If they said you're paranoid, say yes, there are times when I may be paranoid and we could discuss that at another time. But let us just deal with this situation right now. And I would love to sit with you again to talk about my paranoia and go right back to the situation. So is this technique that we talked about in communication in one of the shows that we did on communication that's called the broken record technique. For those of you who don't know what a record is, it's, <laughs> the, the, it's those days where people used to play music by by these discs that would spin round and round. And when there was a scratch on these discs, you would hear the same sentence being repeated over and over and over again as that disc It's spin. like buffering now. Yes. Where it's, it's like trying buffering. to buffer. Yes, yes, and yes. The, 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 yeah. the, so instead of calling it a broken record the technique, you should record. call it the, the buffering, the buffering <laughs> technique. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. And I feel like some of these techniques would be almost something you'd want to practice. Yes. Like for me at least, my script in my head in the closet, if there's coming up yes. over and over again so I can deliver that line right. so, in confidence. Absolutely. So we actually have a, a, an example of attack and deflect uh, in in the Bible because in we, when we look at the story of Samson and Delilah, we saw that Delilah was guilty. And instead of admitting to Samson that, yes, there is something that you know, I'm doing that is dishonest and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing something that puts you at risk. Instead of saying that, when she realized that she wasn't getting her way with Samson, she started attacking him and, and said, and, and said, uh, you know, started making him feel as if he was doing something something wrong by saying no if you love me you would have you would have told me if you really love me you would have told me the truth so in other words she's saying there's something wrong with you you're not loving me the way you should love me and there are often times when this happens in relationship but in in the christian form i think people also take on it takes on a spiritual that the attack takes on a spiritual component as well where at times people be told that you're not spiritual enough if you were spiritual enough then you you wouldn't be thinking these things about me or if you were a woman of god you would submit to me and so it becomes this whole different side shoe and takes on this spiritual form of cover-up instead of dealing with the real issues if you've just joined us you're listening to the life transformation radio show today we're talking about the seven Shades of Deception. If you happen to miss the first part of this show, we encourage you to check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, 
or you can call us at 613-699-1677. So we just finished talking about the attack and deflect uh, component of deception, uh, our third shade. What other shades of deceptions do people use? A, a very, very common shade of deception is what we call dose of truth. So a dose of truth is when a person's suspicion is disarmed because they're given a partial truth. So in other words, uh, using that situation where, for example, a person was seen in a situation where they should not be. Like, for example, they're seen in this nightclub and they were seen and they, they were seen doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And then it's brought to their attention. Uh, a friend of mine saw you in this situation with someone else, instead of saying, no, I didn't do it and it wasn't me, which is the overt lying, the dose of truth will say, yes, I did it. Yes, I was there. But I only sat at the bar and I only had, you know, a, a glass of orange juice or I just had some Pepsi. And then, you know, I left. And so so they're saying, yes, I was in the context, but they might be hiding the fact that, yes, they were drinking. Yes, they were with someone else of the opposite sex. And there was a lot more that happened that night than just sitting innocently at the bar listening listening to music. So that dose of truth, when people come out sometimes and, and start telling dose of truth, uh, it disarms the other person, as I have said before. But I think it puts the relationship in jeopardy because... A, a person can forgive that first that first uh, situation. You shouldn't be there, but you know I'll forgive you. Maybe you had some indiscretion, and you ended up there. And they forgive, and they start moving on and building trust again. And then somewhere down the road, they discover. I didn't get the full truth. There was actually more. I now discovered this this. Uh, this uh, statement, this thing on the statement of the credit card that said he went to a hotel that night. So now you're dealing with what? Why are were you at a hotel that night? I did, I knew nothing about that. So now you can see what's happening, Melissa. The relationship is now dealing with another issue, and trust has mm-hmm. now to start rebuilding again. Yeah, it's two deceptions in one almost. What other shades of deception do you see? In An- your another shade of deception is is playing the victim, and this is where when someone is attacked for something that they have done, instead of owning up to it and dealing with it they become the victim. So, you know, I can't believe you would think that of me. And there might be even tears or they become sulky and they don't talk to you for for a few days because they're so hurt. You know, they you saw them in such an unholy and godly light that, you know, they would never do such a thing. And, you know, they, they become the victim. So playing the victim uh, can work because a lot of times when people realize that people are becoming emotional and they're backing off, it creates doubt because you start thinking to yourself, maybe I'm wrong. This person looks so so honest. So maybe I did something wrong by even suspecting mm-hmm. that they would do this thing. So by playing the victim, a lot of times the focus is shift from from what the person does to, to the, the, the person who raised the issue feeling guilty. It seems like a different form of deflection yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what other types Types of deception do you see? The other deception is the false consensus. And the false consensus is where when you begin to raise an issue and the the person is trying to not deal with the issue, the person will give you a false consensus that says 
Everyone, for example, knows that you're paranoia. Everyone knows that you're insecure or everyone knows that you're immature. Everyone knows you can't get along with anyone. Everyone knows that you're difficult to get along with. So the false consensus is, is similar to the attack and deflect, but it's it's different in the sense that they're giving you a consensus. It's like there is this kind of a poll out there. Yeah, there's you. a committee that's <laughs> meeting on your character. That's meeting on your character that say, you know, Melissa is very hard to get along with. And, I want the and names of this, know, everyone. We, that's exactly what happened in those situations. Now the person who has been given this false consensus, who are these people? Like, who are you talking about here? I'm not going to call any names, but everyone knows you're difficult to get along with or, or you know, this is the this is what everyone says they about you. They told me in confidence. They told me in confidence. And a lot of times, if you are an insecure person, the argument becomes about this fictitious uh, group that is saying things about you. And a lot of times, it's, it's nothing more than the person manipulating you to make you feel that there are others who are talking about you. So what is the last shade of deception? The last shade of deception is what I call convenient amnesia. And the convenient amnesia is where something happened. It may not be that long ago. It may be a year ago, two years ago. And it's something fairly significant that the person should not forget, be able to forget the details. But convenient amnesia is when the person say, I just can't remember. You know, where were you that night? You actually, I actually see that you were in this area. What were you doing in, in, in that area? I don't remember. You know, it's so long ago and it might even have just been last week. But the person conveniently can't remember details of things. So if you see that in your relationship where there are fairly big things that should be easily remembered and the person is using this defense of I can't remember. Be very suspicious because this could mean that there is something uh, else that's going on. So how can people protect themselves from being deceived or get out of deceptive situations if they find themselves in it? Some of these situations are very, very hard to get out of. Like, for example, if you're if you're in a situation where the person is creating doubt, like where you start doubting your judgment, you see things, you end up with bruises from being physically uh, assaulted and you start doubting whether or not you were assaulted, did he really hit me or and things like that, or you're seeing things uh, that is just being denied even though you know you see them. After a period of time, as I said, your mind can be affected. So if, if you're in that situation where you 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 feel as if you, you don't know what's real, you're deceived so often you don't know what's real and what's not anymore, it's good to get a third party involved and to get a third party assessment of the situation. Maybe first talk talk to the, the person, the partner you're with, but afterwards talk to someone else and say, you know what, this situation is happening. I see these expenses on my husband's credit card that he can't account for and when I try to talk about it, it makes me feel as if I am paranoid and I don't trust him or I'm not a woman of God enough. Am I being unreasonable? So just getting a third party opinion of your situation can be very, very helpful. And I've seen where uh, some uh, people have come in to see me and when they outline the situations for me, they start saying, I feel I'm being unreasonable or sometimes I feel like I'm just being too nagging. And I look at those situations and I say, no, there are very grave concerns here. Anyone... Uh, anyone would be concerned 
if they saw these things happening in their relationship. So I guess I think getting a third party uh, uh, involved is important. If you are dealing with someone who is playing a victim, for example, and they begin to weep and to cry and so forth, and they they, they leave the situation on the table, I would say express express sympathy for what they're going through, but go right back to the situation after they have calmed down, because this could be just a way of sidetracking you to make sure that you you don't you you, you don't talk about the issue. If you are seeing the false consensus where people are saying things about you, I would. Say say don't get don't draw get drawn into that because in the, if the person really had some concerns to share with you about and what what other people are saying to you it would not be coming up in the middle of you pointing out some wrongdoing that they that that they're involved in so these can be real signs that it's just a, a way of getting you away from the subject so i think it's been really interesting talking about these shades things i have not known about but will keep my eye out for and i think many listeners hopefully will as well absolutely uh, there's many more things i could have said about this but we're out of time for today melissa and thank you very much for your questions and thank you very much for those of you who have listened to this show thank you for listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Mm-hmm.